Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Off and running with a monstrous program today. We're looking forward to it and a major, major announcement that should be exciting. We're going to talk about Nico Ia Malayava's potential one weakness. Jalen Hyatt talks about leaving Tennessee after failed NIL negotiations. Really? The SEC announces uh, their revenue per school. It's pretty good cash for Tennessee and the conference. Also, we're going to have our guest picker a little bit later in the program. Looking forward to that. T. Scott Jones will join us from Banks and Jones, the show represented by Banks and Jones. Other attorneys say they'll go to trial. They won't. They'll settle, not Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney and Tennessee basketball. There's some people that think they could be a number one seed. Caleb Calhoun, how are you, sir? I am good. How are you doing, Dave? Oh, it's okay. Uh, it's, it's been some fun technical issues. Go ahead and hit the like button. And if you haven't subscribed to this point, we would greatly appreciate that. We've got plenty to get to on the program. Hit that like button right now. Good morning to you and our uh, guest picker coming up a little bit. Who's going to challenge Caleb to what I think should be pretty phenomenal. It's a prop bet challenge. And I'm actually going to put money on Super Bowl prop bets and we'll see if Caleb is as good as a gambler as his wife hopes he is when it comes to his his bank account. How about that? Well, guys, I hope y'all know that Dave hasn't even told me who the guest picker is. He is he is he is he's blindsiding me too with this. So I haven't. I haven't. It's a surprise. And you may notice just a little bit that uh yes, back in Knoxville, I had a chance to play racquetball and caught one in the eye. So how's that looking? Um so Back in Knoxville, play racquetball first time, got a racquetball in the eye. But here we go. It's Caleb Calhoun. Man, age is showing, Dave. You play racquetball now. Sorry. Sorry. That well, the uh, stupidity showing, play with glasses. All right. So I want to start with the Jalen Hyatt thing, and then I want to talk about uh, Nico Ia Maleava's potential weakness. Not sure it's a weakness, but it's something that I think we need to discuss and be aware of. We talked so much about his size, we really haven't gotten into that. But first... Let's start with Jalen Hyatt. This, to me, is uh, pretty pertinent. It was failed NIL negotiations. What can you tell us 
about Jalen Hyatt not being a part of the Vols in 2023 because of cash money, homie. Yes, so Jalen Hyatt, this was in an interview with uh, OutKick the other day, Chad Withrow was reporting it, um, says that he didn't return to Tennessee because they didn't give him assurances of how much he would make in NIL. He added also that four to five of the biggest schools directly tried to pay him to leave Tennessee. So what that really sounds like is, and he, he did seem to imply without saying uh, specifically, actually, and I'm right. Yeah. He did seem to imply without saying specifically that the Nico NIL was a bit of a factor. Um, he did say that he, he talked about how there's no structure rules with NIL and he, but that he does believe it's good for college football. It just needs to be more structured. But the real giveaway is he basically said that they were trying to work out some sort of way. He would have stayed at Tennessee if the NIL money was right. That's the real gist of this. He would have stayed at Tennessee had the NIL money been right. The NIL money was right, was not right. That's why he went to the pros. Okay, let's get to four downs. And it's, of course, brought to you by our friends at Dynasty Pools and Spas. I'll tell you more about them here momentarily. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Mention off the sports, get $500 off. Let's start with first down. Is this just growing pains for UT to not provide him with money that is substantial enough to stay? Because we've seen Tennessee pretty much keep everybody they want. Keeping in mind, I don't think they necessarily wanted Tyler Barron uh, enough to pay him a huge sum of money. But you have had situations in which Tennessee needed Cooper Mays, needed John Campbell Jr., needed Keenan Pilly, and they've all stayed. So is that just growing pains year one under the current NIL system? It's possibly growing pains. It could also be, guys, look, I we've talked about it before. This is going to be a bit of an extra thing for me to say, but Josh Hype was a little bit cocky and believes in the guys he finds over the guys that Jeremy Pruitt found. And I don't, I'm not sure he's right about that. And I think maybe he felt that Squirrel White would be better than Jalen Hyatt in the slot this year. Well, I'm going to – okay, that leads me to second down. Brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Go to DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com. They've got all the chemicals that have no fillers, and they'll take care of your pool and your spa with their chemicals. Do you think it was more Squirrel White, or do you think it was Dante Thornton or a combination of them both? Because Dante Thornton – while we may have questions about what position he plays this year, wide out or the slot, there was absolutely no question that he was going to play a, the slot when he walked into the uh, walked into the UT facility, correct? Yes, correct. I think it was a combination of both. I think it was a combination of both. I think he I think the combination of squirrel white and the option that Dante Thornton was there led Josh Heupel to think I don't really need to pony up NIL money to keep Jalen Hyatt around. There's some other guys I'd rather keep around. And also Josh Heupel. Look, guys, we know this because he picked Joe Milton to start over Hendon Hooker. And I question his player evaluation as it is. But what makes it kind of worse, and this is his biggest weakness, is he is thoroughly convinced that he's right. And he will never acknowledge he's wrong with his player evaluation. I think that's fair to say, Dave, right? He's very stubborn on that front. Uh, There's some of that. Um, I... I... (sighs) Surely to goodness, I find it difficult. I think you and I undervalued Jalen Hyatt, right? Would you agree that, yes, that you and I did. did that? 
surely the the head coach who's been around football his entire life didn't do that. Surely, surely, surely not. Did he think Thornton or White was better? Yes. Yes, I think he thought that. We're talking about a guy who thought Milton was better than Hooker. When it was, I'm just going to tell you from what I understand, and you're more tied to the program, but I don't think it was like a 60-40, 50-50 decision on Milton and Hooker. I think everybody that was on the field in practice in 2021 thought Hooker was better. Okay, let me ask you this. Third down brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas right there in Athens. Dynasty Pools and Spas is fantastic. They Their showroom will show you everything you need to know, discounts for first responders and more. Do you think Milton played a part in Jalen Hyatt? Because he's not going to say that. He's It's easy to say NIL, but he's not going to say, oh, Joe Milton can't throw the ball. That's part of the reason I didn't come back, right? Yeah, he's not going to say that, but I actually don't think that played a part. I think it came down to NIL because, quite honestly, I was shocked that Jalen Hyatt – if Milton played a part, Jalen Hyatt wouldn't have even entertained NIL in the first place because he knows his draft stock would never have been higher than when he was coming out in 2022. So he could come back and play with Milton and wreck his draft stock. He wouldn't do that for a few extra hundred thousand in NIL cash. He wouldn't do that. I disagree. I think that um, he could have looked worse with Joe Milton, uh, but we can – we get a di- agree. To no, disagree. I agree. He could have looked worse. I just don't think Milton was a factor because I wouldn't look. I'm just going to tell you, Dave, I wouldn't have come back for a million dollars if I were Jalen Hyatt. I'd rather go to the pros right now and get my NFL, you know, get the NFL draft money. Cody Hayes jumps in here. Cody, thank you, because this was going to be fourth down. I like Squirrel, but I think he's overrated. What has he done? Uh, comment on the message board. Please hit the like and subscribe button. I'll tell you about today's poll question. But um is Squirrel White entering the overrated zone? Is he stepping a foot into the overrated zone, Caleb? We overrated him after 2022 because of what he did in a lot of mop-up duty with Milton throwing him the ball. I want to be fair and say that can we give all the receivers a bit of a break because of last year? Shouldn't they all get like a bit of a mulligan because of just the... Well, yeah, but Wait. if you're going to say that, you got to go back and say that Jalen Hyatt factored in Joe Milton, right? I Well, I would have thought he would have. I would have factored in Joe Milton. But, Dave, if he were factoring in Joe Milton, then NIL would not have been a factor at all. That's my point. Why would you come back for more NIL money to play for Joe? That's your – that is the – that is the definition. That would have been the definition, wouldn't it, of tripping over nickels in search of millions? Like, would you sacrifice your draft stock for more NIL money to play with Joe Milton? Uh, no, I would not. So that's and, why I, I think it was just about NIL with Jalen Hyatt. If it's just about NIL, I would like to know if the, one of two things happened. Josh Heupel thought he wasn't worth it and had replacements in Dante Thornton or Squirrel White, or he didn't realize how much he was going to have to spend on returning players, keeping players. I'll ask you which it is. In just about 30 seconds, we're going to tell you about Dynasty Pools and Spas. Having the best spas made right here in the United States of America in your backyard. Dynasty Pools and Spas, their showroom is open in Athens right off the interstate. 
you can stop by and check out the best hot tubs and spas in the market and delivery yes they can do that's Knoxville or chattanooga they've got complete support spa cover and chemicals to keep your spa bubbling at its best they also have pool chemicals as well dynasty pools and spas amazing discounts for first responders military and even some blemish models it can save you a ton and no one will ever notice mention off the hook sports get 500 off mention off the hook sports get 500 off dynasty pools and spas go to dynastypoolsandspas.com or stop by that showroom in athens dynastypoolsandspas.com dynasty pools and spas okay so Jalen Hyatt doesn't come back reportedly because of NIL. Please hit the like and subscribe button. I'll give you today's poll question. So if you can't answer the question that I just gave you, Caleb, before we told you about Dynasty Pools and Spas, uh, and and that is, did Josh Heupel think that Dante Thornton and Squirrel White were, as a combination, better than Jalen Hyatt? Is that what it came down to? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it came down to. And Josh Heupel is super arrogant and firmly believes that if he likes a guy, then that guy's obviously better than the other guy. And he genuinely believes that he made Jalen Hyatt. Here is why I'm going to disagree. I think that the money was already spent. You spent the money on Nico. You didn't realize, and we didn't know this a year ago, right? That you were going to have to spend so much money to retain players. And we're talking about a lot of money that was spent on Cooper Mays, Peely, on all those guys. And it's well spent. I'm not knocking it in, in the least. But, Caleb, you were talking about a lot of money that was probably already promised. I wonder if it's just... A budget issue? Did he did he come down to the end where Jalen had to make his decision? And he said, I don't have the cash right now. I may have the cash in a couple of weeks, probably will, because you know how Tennessee's boosters are, that they always come through. But I don't have it right now. And if you don't have it right now and that NFL deadline approaches, you got to cruise. I think Jalen Ott could have probably hung out, ended up with his money, or gone somewhere else in college. But my guess is that it was a budgetary issue. If you think that would really concern me, if you're right, if you think that Dante Thornton plus Squirrel White equals greater than uh, Jalen Hyatt, I got a real problem with that. I mean, we're talking about a guy who thought Joe Milton was better than Hendon Hooker. Like that's as far as we need to go on this. I think that's a worse evaluation than Squirrel White and Dante Thornton over Jalen Hyatt. Honestly. So does that concern you about more about talent evaluation or the ability to handle NIL funds? It's concerned me about talent evaluation from the start with Josh Heupel. I mean, I've been concerned about Josh Heupel's talent evaluation from the start. I still can't get past the fact that he went, he, he actively went after Joe Milton more than anybody else. He went after Joe Milton. And the thing that bothers me about this, Dave, is that one is talent evaluation is a problem. But he, his biggest miss is at quarterback, which is his specialty. That's where he, like, that. that's the one thing he should be good at. And he couldn't find, he found the worst quarterback for his system possible. And then he decided to start that quarterback over the best quarterback he had ever had in Hendon Hooker. Well, I mean. And, it, and then you would think, you would, you would think that receiver's the second best position that you coach if you're a quarterback coach, right? Because you understand what? passing trees. 
Yes, you would. Exactly. And he missed on that. I mean, look, we have to give Jeremy Pruitt credit. Whatever you think about Jeremy Pruitt, that that dude knew how to evaluate some talent. And now people are coming at him for Lad McConkey and not wanting Lad McConkey. But, you know, he found that's because he went for Jalen Hyatt. Dave, what do you who, who's better? Jalen Hyatt or Lad McConkey? Let's be honest. No, I agree. But let me ask you this, too. Who are the schools you think came calling? Do you think they were SEC schools? Do you think they were rivals? Any thoughts? And let me ask you this. Would he have been better off going to a Georgia where they had a quarterback situation that was much better or Southern California where they had a better quarterback situation? Caleb, uh, would he have been better off doing that and going to the NFL after? No, I think going to the NFL was his perfect decision. I don't think he could have gotten – I mean, he would have gone to Georgia. I keep telling you guys this with Mike Bobo as offensive coordinator and with Carson Beck having time, needing time to develop. Carson Beck, Dave, you know this. He was a bit of a late bloomer this past year, wasn't he? I mean, it was it, it was a little bit slow the way he started the season. So I think Heupel had max uh, – not Heupel. Hyatt had max draft stock coming out of college. And when you have max draft stock, you go ahead and take your, particularly if you're a receiver and you don't know how long your shelf life is, you go ahead and take that NFL money. Here's a statement of all statements. Jalen Hyatt would have been Jalen Hyatt again at Tennessee for another year if Nico Ia Maleava had been the starting quarterback from the get. And I know the the people that think I hate Joe Milton are going to jump all over me. And you're going to say it too early and he was too skinny, which is going to lead us into our next topic. And I understand that, but I will still stand by that till the day I die. Fallout Zone says people will always wonder what have been if Milton didn't get hurt. Would we have ever seen Hooker? I think the same thing happened last year, except... Joe Milton never got hurt. I think the best quarterback was sitting on the bench and Jalen Hyde would have been Jalen Hyde all over again had Nico Ia Maleava been the starting quarterback from the get. If he stayed, you, you, there's a lot of hypotheticals. You see what I'm working at? No, I, I get what you're saying. This To me, it wasn't about Joe Milton versus Ia Maleava this past year. It was about keeping Ia Maleava protected per se so you don't have him, you don't mess up your future and you accept the transition year. Joe Milton... Here's a, here's a real question, Dave. Is Josh Heupel already fired if Joe Milton doesn't get hurt? No, no. He's a good enough Wait, coach to overcome a bad decision or two. Tennessee, go, Tennessee. what do they do his first year if Joe Milton stays the start of the whole year? They're probably five and seven, not seven and six, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And they're probably seven and five in 2022, not 11 and two. Nothing like a great hypothetical call, and we might do that. Scott says, uh, 100% agree with Caleb. Actively chose Milton over Hendon. We would have never known how good Hendon was if not for injury. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So there's this uh, big event this weekend. It's called the uh, Super Bowl. Have you heard of it? And I bet that Taylor Swift is going to be on it too. So my question, because I, I think that I'll be in the minority, and actually I'm not so far but it's it's our poll question and i remind you that four downs brought to you by dynasty 
pools and spas as we went into the Jalen Hyatt situation. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the United States of America. They're awesome right there in Athens, and they'll deliver to you with all the necessary parts. Uh, but the poll question today, would you rather win a Super Bowl or an SEC championship and a national championship brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Hahn. Enjoy life better when you see better local vision service for LASIK, cataract surgery, and regular eye examination, cctis.com, cctis.com. Where do you stand on that, young Caleb? Well, just throw SEC championship out. I don't care about an SEC championship anymore. It's dead. With the 12-team playoff, it's the most irrelevant thing that you could possibly imagine. Um, it's like winning well... the SEC tournament. It's like winning the SEC tournament championship in basketball now. Okay, that's what conference championship weekend is going to be starting next year. So not next year. It'll take some years to erode. No, let's no, go starting with the, next no, year. No, starting no, next year. No one's no, going to care. No. Um, people, no, but, no, no, no. People will still. The, I would the ratings, rest my starters for the SEC title game. That's insane. The ratings will be the same, um, and they will still run around the field cheering about how they won an SEC championship, and we'll still always refer to that team as SEC champions. So. I'm going to I'm going to respectfully disagree there. I think that still means a lot. What about the Nat tournament championship in basketball? No, that doesn't mean anything. You still get to raise the banner for winning the tournament title, but national championship. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trolling you, but look, man, it's it's still the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. Like I would it surprise you that so far Super Bowl has 22% and an SEC championship in college natty has 78%? I know that that is our uh, listener base, but I agree with Smoky Mountain Red said, I think it still means something to the players. I totally agree. People still care. I, I disagree with you, Caleb, on, on the fact that it won't mean any anything. I would think it'll be trivialized when we go to we might not even have an SEC championship game when we go to mega conference, but for now it still means something. And I honestly, I know that the Super Bowl is a Super Bowl. I've covered a Super Bowl, and but I've, I've also covered a team that won a national championship. Uh, to me, it would mean more because of the bond you build at that specific age in your life with those people. And I've seen that firsthand. So I actually would go with an SEC championship and I or I'm sorry an Wait, SEC and 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 college national championship that's I would go with that over over the Super Bowl and I know a lot of people up north if they're tuning into this are like oh my gosh these guys are insane okay first of all would what if you would you just what about just national championship over Super Bowl why do you even need to include SEC championship like what if you just like just Whatever you want to do, Caleb. If you you got to beat that drum as hard no, my question as you is, can. Okay, my no, 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 okay, no, no, what no, about no. this? You're going to continue to beat the drum about the SEC championship. Doesn't mean anything. So fine. Doesn't Go mean natty. anything. My question Go is: Would you then. rather? I got a question. Win a natty, but don't win the SEC, or win the Super Bowl? Wait, what? Win the natty, but don't win the SEC. Well, I think Bowl. the SEC is clearly secondary. Don't get me wrong to to a natty. No, it's, no, it's my, not, my, my okay. So let's is, no, 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 no. Let's make it. You're not hearing my question. It's win a okay. natty without the SEC or win a Super Bowl. Right. No, the natty is the bigger of the two. So yeah, I would okay. take the natty. Yeah. All no, right. I heard okay. your question. No, I to me still would be the natty because I think you would have bonds forever if if you won a national championship. 
I think the 98 team is unique in the bonds they had. I don't think every national championship team in college football is like that. Um, I don't think Nick Saban's factory of national championship players had bonds at Alabama. I just don't. I think it was a pit stop for the NFL, and they were beating up on everybody because they were so much better than everybody. Uh, I, I disagree. I think that those – I know a lot of those guys that said to themselves that they wanted to win it for their senior class, even though maybe the class before them had just won it. I think there's a lot of pride in that. I think when you go home to Tuscaloosa or wherever you won that natty, you're still revered. You never have to pay for another beer in your life. Um, no, to me, that's that's a big one. Um, whereas I think you could go into Dallas and maybe Dallas is a bad example because that's one of the more rabid fan, fan bases. There are probably about a half dozen fan bases. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, um, Dallas, you could probably pick two or three more that are rabid fan bases that know, hey, that's the starting center who walked through the door that won the 2005 championship, right? But most of the NFL towns aren't like that. And you live up north, so wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would agree, but let me ask you this question. Let's just go to Dallas real quick. You think Michael Irvin likes his Miami no, 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 ring? No, well, I'm not going I'm not going to Dallas. Dallas is a bad example. Give me anybody so wait, else. Wait, now you're really parsing here. So, okay, win a natty or win a Super Bowl with a franchise that has a rabid fan base. Well, I think there are exceptions, but would I rather win – okay, would I, if I'm Michael Irvin, would I rather win a natty at Miami or a Super Bowl at Tampa Bay? I'd rather win a natty at Miami with with the guys that I grew up with and I've known. But you're really, okay. You're really like, well, first of all, Miami fans are as fair weather as Tampa Bay fans. And you know that Dave, I bet. I mean, wasn't that the, almost a home game for Tennessee when they visited Miami? When you well, covered I don't the game? care about the fans. I'm talking about the brotherhood among the players. Well, okay. But then that also see here's in a different way. You know this, and it wasn't about the rabbit fan base. Those nineties Cowboys that Michael Irvin was a part of, they had a brotherhood. No, it was a uh, bit of a yeah. reckless brotherhood, wasn't it? Yeah, brotherhood and uh, uh, ladies of the night. Smoky Mountain Red says, for me, college is way more important than the NFL, but I know there are people on the other side of that. I agree with you. So Let me ask you a question. Who do you think, who do you think cherishes more? Al Wilson's natty ring or Peyton Manning, his Super Bowl? Who do you think who cherishes, cherishes? Who cherishes that ring? Who cherishes okay. that ring more? Okay, let me ask you this. Peyton Manning has two Super Bowls. If you had him be 100% honest, would he say, I would rather win a national championship and trade in one of those Super Bowl victories? Okay, yes. Oh! <laughs> wait, wait, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Yes, but largely because I don't think Peyton Manning feels like he really won that 2015 Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I think Peyton Manning's like, okay, I guess that was part of this Super Bowl team. Cam Newton won a national title at Auburn. Do you not think he would trade in winning that 2015 Super Bowl for that national title at Auburn? Yeah, we. I think we could pick individual guys, and I kind of cheated because Peyton's already got one in his pocket, right? So, I mean, that's yes. a little bit we, – we could go back and forth, but I bet Peyton would trade a Super Bowl championship for a natty or even maybe I, just beating Florida once and letting the cards fall where they may. I, I bet he'd question. do that. Now this is basketball, so it's different. I know, I know, I know it's different, but it is at UNC. You think Michael Jordan cherishes his UNC national title ring more than any of his Bulls finals rings? You really think he cherishes that? Well, the question would be: Would he take five championships 
or no, he has something. a natty ring. He has a natty at well, UNC. Well, I know, I know. Would he would if he had to give one up? Which would it be? You say, oh, if he had to give one up, I think he gives up the UNC natty. He likes his six rings, man, in the NBA. It's interesting. City heat and air conditioning. City heating and air. Fifty years in East Tennessee. Integrity matters. Don't trust a fly-by-night HVAC company to tell you that you need a new unit that could cost you thousands or more. Go to cityheatandair.com. Cityheatandair.com. A potential weakness that Nico Ia Maleava might have. A potential concern after uh, some NFL. Uh, scouts that I talked to, we will discuss. You give me two minutes. Also, T. Scott Jones will join us. Give us the latest on how the uh, University of Tennessee and the state of Tennessee is just whipping the NCAA up, down, one side, the other. We'll come back, share the shirt with you. Uh, also, we have a major announcement, which we're very, very excited about. So he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Stay tuned. Two minutes. The one concern that an NFL scout has about Nico Ia Maleava in two minutes. Sand and saltwater, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee Vol collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co.? What's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, I gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. Dave, you're muted. You're muted, Dave. What a rookie mistake. What am I doing? Welcome back to the program. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Uh, hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. I have a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're moving on. I promise that. Okay, the, uh, talking to an, um, an NFL scout, the one concern about Nico Ia Maleava might be not that he's too small, which that was a, the con- that was a fair concern last year, especially first half of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Big concern, too big, too tall. Now, I've heard that about me a lot. Sorry. Sorry. Let, me, let, let, me, let me explain this for just a second. 
Thank you. You're working a sponsor mention there, Caleb. Thank you. Um, the, I there is, and I think that a guy that was tied to Tennessee in a weird way, Ryan Leaf, had this issue. There was too big of a hit zone. Yeah, he was a solid six seven. Right now, Nico is six six. Now let's assume that he's super elusive and super fast and. Uh, he, he he's able to avoid hits. There's still going to be times in which he is in the pocket and there's a bigger hit zone. The hit zone as it stands in the NFL is from your shoulders to your knees. Well, there's a lot of places to hit Nico in that space because he's a tall guy. Now, talking to the, the person I was visiting with, they said his elusiveness and ability move in the pocket can negate all that. But let's say he gets six seven, six eight, which I've I've been told his dad is is up in the six seven, six eight range. We haven't heard of quarterbacks, Caleb, that are that height before. And I think there's a reason why. That is the only concern that he had about Nico after seeing him, Caleb, is that there is a rather big hit zone. Now I'm gonna make a a bit of a Vague reference you probably won't get. But the, if you go back, there this happens to receivers pretty frequently. Randy Moss is the exception because he was huge and he was so fast you couldn't catch him to hit him. But the Dallas Cowboys decided not to trade up for a guy named Jason Witten and they took a guy named David LaFleur. I don't know if you remember him. He was six foot seven as a tight end. Too big of a hit zone. He took too many hits when coming across the middle. So if there's any concern, it's funny how last year we discussed he needs to put on weight, needs to put on weight. And now we're thinking maybe he needs to start smoking cigarettes so that he stops growing (laughs) because you don't want to be 6'8 and standing in the pocket. And let's not forget he's 19. I don't know about you, but I grew another inch, inch and a half after 18 to about 20 years old. I was kind of a late bloomer. I'm not saying he will be. Everybody's physically different. How concerning could that be, Caleb? And I want to go to the message board and get your thoughts because that's a very, very big target to hit right now. It could get bigger. And if it gets bigger, I think it it is a bit of a cause for a concern. Yeah, right now, I think he's at his max. He's okay right now. And just for comparison, Trevor, he's about Trevor Lawrence's height right now. Trevor Lawrence is 6'6". Um, now, Trevor Lawrence is having some issues in the NFL, but I don't think it's because of his hit zone, honestly. I, I think there's some other more interior issues with Jacksonville. It's funny you say what you said, because I had asked one time, I thought, you know, you know, Michael Jordan ran a 4, we just talked about it, he ran a four three forty in college, and he's 6'6", yes. and I'm, I, I thought he would be a lock to be the greatest receiver of all time if he chose to play. But I think you told me his mass is just too wide, so he'd get he'd, he'd break his ribs going over the middle, wouldn't he? Trying to catch a ball. Yeah, I mean, if if you look at most of the great receivers, they're you know six two tall and narrow, six two six three. You don't see a lot of guys that are are six foot five. Now that all that being said, we're talking about the interior trim on a Porsche. Okay, that is a very minuscule concern, and probably would uh, be an issue in the NFL more than it would in college football. But I do think. It speaks to what you brought up so many times that Dylan Sampson's uh, now I'm Travis. 
I'm saying if he gets bigger than 6'6". I'm not saying at 6'6". But that brings up the concern that they might not have for Dylan Sampson. That is, he's not a great pass blocker. I, you really want to protect him because um, the last thing, obviously, that Tennessee would want to do was for him to get banged up. And I think that Joe Milton, we've been a little bit hard on him, was probably banged up for portions of the season last year with the knee. That what game did he did he come out for a short amount of time? Was that the South Carolina game? I don't think he came out, but his knee was banged up a little bit in the South Carolina right. game. He it was, I think it was on. fourth. I think it was fourth down anyway, or there was a timeout or something where he was able to come back on. Uh, that being said, uh, Derek said Trevor Trevor Lawrence getting folded up under and coming back and playing was wild. That was. I thought Joe Milton was going to go out when he got uh, twisted up in the game that we're having trouble with. If you want to help us on the message board, you can certainly do that. Hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. And uh, we'll have some big news coming up later in the program. We'll also visit with T. Scott Jones to get the latest on the Tennessee NCAA case. And by the way, Tennessee's winning. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Don Self. Customer service still matters. State Farm agent Don Self and his team take customer service seriously for well over 40 years. They built their business and reputation on taking care of their customers in College Dale and Ottawa, as well as the greater uh, Chattanooga area. DonSelf.net, DonSelf.net, right below. So my goal was not to alarm anyone. My goal was to say what possible, I mean, we, we've talked so glowingly about Nico. I mean, what potential pitfall is out there, Caleb? I'm looking for one. Maybe Travis is right when he says, give me a break. Maybe 6'6 six, six is, is just fine and he won't grow another inch. If you had one concern about Nico, and I made you tell me, because you've been incredibly positive and so have I, not just because we're being fanboy about him, because we really think he's that good. Give me one concern if I really pressed you on it. About Nico? Um, I mean, everybody could say injuries. Travis says seven-foot eyes from the winner. Okay, here's, I mean, here. Go ahead. I like his decisiveness, but it's almost the opposite of Joe Milton where he's he's too willing to run and take licks. Have you noticed that? You noticed that in the Iowa game? Now, Iowa played a bear coverage where it kind of called for Nico to run more. But you notice he didn't mind it a lot. And like, I, I like a quarterback say, I'll run because I have to, but I don't want to have to. You know what I mean? Because he's, it, it, and I, I know that's a really, that's a really hard balance, right? Because we criticized Joe Milton all of this past year for not running enough. If Joe Milton took off when he could have, how much better would this team have been, Dave? If Joe Milton knew when, like, ran when he should have. It's a totally different football team. Yeah. So we want, you want Nico to run when he should, but. I think it's almost the it's kind of got it's kind of the Hinden Hooker effect. I felt Hooker was way too willing to take off and take hits. Remember that when he played at Tennessee? Yeah, Smoky Mountain Red says, uh, only concern is announcers not pronouncing his name correctly. Can I throw out another possible concern? And you tell me if it's stupid. And the message board, I listen, we're we're here to inspect and look at things. And there are times there have been times where you guys have given me column ideas. You guys have been great in, in your insight. So you can tear me up if you want to, but I'm just trying to figure out if there's anything that could possibly go wrong in his evolution. How about this? His receivers aren't elite because somebody just posted on the message board that Squirrel White is good, not elite. So, not true, though. 
Yeah, I don't know that it is true with what we've seen with, out of Joe Milton. I mean, Brew McCoy is elite if he's healthy. Mike Matthews is going to be elite. Mike Matthews is going to be the best receiver Tennessee has had in 20 years. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah, there is a that's, – that's just not true. And I don't – is there really a blue bear on my mug, Smoky Mountain Red? Sorry. Um. Okay, so give me give me oh, there one is. concern. I, I guess the the only concern I could come up with if I played worst case scenario, and I don't think this is going to happen, would be Brew McCoy not a hundred percent healthy. Squirrel White isn't elite. Dante Thornton never really finds a home. Um, Webb and Nimrod, I don't believe, are elite, and the young receivers aren't ready. It's only other th- Brazel does look elite. Daniel, you're right, and so does Matthews. That's the only thing that I can come up with. I mean, we're gra- we're admittedly grasping for straws. Don't we get are. us wrong, guys. I mean, we're we're, also, we're admittedly instead of just coming on here and telling you, oh my gosh, buy your Nico jersey and it's incredible and it's awesome. We are we're looking for realistic ways, and we thought we would do this on the air because these are the kind of conversations we get to have with each other. I just when I saw the when I. Saw the footwork, not only his high school tape, when I saw the footwork and his ability to move in the pocket, I just don't know of anything. And Caleb, I get where you're going because you're grasping at straws like me to try to figure out something. But I also think he has a really, really good sense of when to run and when not. I thought Bryce Young at times kept his eyes downfield too long like Joe Milton and should have run his first year as a starter. And that's who Nico gets compared to, a bigger Bryce Young. Um, maybe that's it, but I don't see that because I think that he is he has a great sense of the game, which a lot of people don't have. <laughs> Joe Milton. Well, well um, so this NFL scout, the concern with Nico, now you don't want to. We don't want to sound insensitive. We root for anybody that's ever going to college. You always root for players to have success in the NFL. But curiously, just curiously, is this a bigger concern for Nico when he goes to the NFL, or do you think this is a concern for Nico when he plays next year at Tennessee? Because Hypel system, I mean, it's a three-step drop and get rid of the ball quickly, isn't it? Most of the time. Yeah, I mean, he wants to get the ball out. Um, now, Green Wave had an interesting point. What if Nico is so good that OSU offers him $20 million? That's about That's the, the most, most real, real concern that, that we can fabricate. Uh, I mean, I don't think Nico would work in Ryan Day's system, quite honestly. That quick spread is not because of his size wouldn't work. There's a, a little more leverage is required from quarterbacks that play in Ryan Day's system or in that spread, isn't it, Dave? Quarterbacks almost seem to have like running back leverage, don't they? Like Tim Tebow. Yep. And Derek says Bryce worked the pocket like a magician. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that uh, Nico is going to be very similar in that regard. Um, I can I can pretty much promise you that. So um, I want to get back to the poll question. Can you update us on the poll question brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products, Hemp House Chat with 2Ts.com, Hemp House Chat with 2Ts.com. What's the latest on the poll question on YouTube? We would like for you to vote right now. What do you got? Trying to pull it up real quick. Um, I can let's do see what we got. All right, it. so we got, we're looking at um, 
an SEC championship in college natty is winning 90 to 10. Does that surprise you? Not for our fan base. Look, I think the thing that that's interesting with and I, the you know what's kind of the reason it's a little unique with me when I compare Natties to Super Bowls is um the specialty of college football is that the regular season games are so important. You know what I mean? Like a regular season game in college football carries more magnitude than anything in any sport. So like it, an NFL regular season game just doesn't compete. However, once you hit the national championship game in the Super Bowl, let's be honest, Dave, the magnitude of the national championship game is a lot. It's almost anticlimactic for college because of how big the regular season was. Not to say it is, but it's like with the, with the NFL, the NFL regular season, okay, you lose the game, whatever. Then you get to the Super Bowl and it's like, oh my God, it's this, this is it. Whereas with college football, it's like, the whole regular season is, oh my gosh, this is it. And then you get to the natty, you're like, okay, this is, it's almost just like a final regular season game without mm-hmm. the pageantry of being on campus. So the SEC announces $51.3 million per school. Just TV revenue, Caleb? Uh, I did not check to see if it's just TV revenue. I believe okay. it's the revenue they brought in that the SEC brought in that they are splitting with all the schools. So that would, um, including would that be bowl revenue as well, or I tell you what, we'll figure that out. How does that compare to the Big Ten? Two minutes with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off the Hook Sports. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment with a little help from Doctors Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. We believe every day is a good day to be thirsty. With free samples on draft and lots of flavors to choose from, Tennessee Cider Company prepares a hard cider that's easy to enjoy. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. The area of Gatlinburg has so much to offer, and so does Tennessee Cider Company. Add us to your list for shopping and fun experiences. You'll be glad you made the trip. Find our cidery in the Mountain Mall on the Gatlinburg Parkway. Sip smart. Sip the good stuff. Sip Tennessee Cider Company. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. Okay, we love our community absolutely more than you'll ever know. As a matter of fact, I've been up since 6 a.m. working on something that I want to share. But technical difficulties are absolutely driving me crazy. So, Caleb, explain to me exactly what the money that we're talking about uh, is and then I'm gonna mess with something and you tell me if you're here, Jacob Warren. But explain the money that's being divvied out to the SEC first, 
and then how it compares to money that's being divvied out to the Big Ten. Here we go. So the SEC money that's going out, it's revenue coming from the TV agreements, which is the big pot of cash, postseason uh, post games, and the college football playoff and bowl games, basically. The SEC football championship and the SEC men's basketball tournament, along with other NCAA championship sports that produce revenue in the NCAA events. So the NCAA tournament, um, teams that played in the College World Series from the SEC, things like that. That's where it all comes out. They basically brought in $741 million and are distributing that to the SEC's 14 universities. This is for the 2022-23 fiscal year. So this came out in um, this ended in August on August 31st, 2023. And it allowed them to distribute about $51.3 million per school. Now, it all sounds great and everything, but the problem is in 2021-22, the Big Ten, this is a year before this, was distributing $58 million to all of its member schools. And you can bet that number probably went up in 2022-23, particularly with two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff that year. So what's very obvious and clear is that the Big Ten right now, that so the 2021-22 Big Ten revenue is $7 million per school more than the 2022-23 SEC revenue and that gap's going to get wider when the Big Ten 2022-23 revenue comes out. Big Ten's ahead of, ten, of, of the SEC. They just are. And it's going to get worse because this is before the new TV deals have come into place. And I've been insisting this. I've been shouting it from the rooftop. And Greg Sankey got played. And I keep saying he got played. And unless the mega conference thing does happen within three years, um, I don't see why Tony Petiti wouldn't be the mega conference commissioner anyway at this point than Greg Sankey because Tony Petiti could be like, look at the deals I got with my conference. I'm clearly better at this than you are, Greg. And I'm yeah. going to be honest, in an age of NIL where Moneyball is going to become a factor and how coaches are hired, you can book that. Big Ten's going to have more money to hire coaches and buy some players. Than I, the SEC. I, I don't mean this as a personal attack, but I think you're a little bit bit in the dark and i think i am too when it comes to the future of what's going to happen i don't know what is going to happen i'm not going to pretend to know that but whether it's mega conference or the money that comes in i mean let's let's these tv contracts are going to be null and void if a mega conference comes about and then at that point you're going to have to split the money a little bit more evenly i don't know where we're going to be in three years I think outside of the 2025 season, everything is up in the air. It's not up in the air when you go to Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. How about the Fire Opals, a Tennessee tradition? RickTerryJewelry.com. RickTerryJewelry.com. All right. So, Caleb, I, I don't believe that you're going to have a situation in which either of these conferences are going to be outdone by money, by either TV or bowls or whatever the case may be, because I think you've seen the first step of them working together. And how exciting would it happen be to have a Big Ten SEC challenge or whatever the case may be. But that's at the very least uh, of what I think this new relationship is going to be.
I think it's actually going to be more along the lines of a mega conference. And I've been told you're going to see about 50 teams. Hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate when you do that. And I just don't see the SEC taking a back seat to uh, to the Big Ten long-term financially in a TV deal. Now, it looks that way now, but I think things change when a mega conference is introduced into the equation. So I get your point about me being in the dark, but... And me too. And me too. I didn't mean yeah. that's like a personal attack. No, no okay? I, know, I, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. I've been covering politics for a while, and I've been covering Tennessee athletics for a while. You know what I've learned, Dave? And I've covered really, really wealthy people who like put themselves out in the public a little more for a while. Most people, there's this idea that when they're doing stuff, there's this 4D chess game they're playing that we're all in the dark. Most of the time we're not in the dark. No, what they're doing is as simple as it looks on paper. I thought for the longest time that Dave Hart. hmm? Yeah, you are so right. Most of the time when people try to imply you're in the dark, it's that they screwed up. Exactly. I thought for the <laughs> longest time covering Tennessee athletics that like, you know, this athletic director is doing this. I'm like, well, he knows something. I'm in the dark. You know, Dave Hart's got this on lock. He's handling it. No, no. They were, they, they, they you and you know this more than I do, Dave, that decade of dysfunction went all the way to the top and every single person affiliated was chasing their own tail at Tennessee, weren't they for 13 years and had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> and I mean, it was a bizarre time to have to, be around or even cover Tennessee. I don't think anybody knew what was going on. Yeah. So I went from, I mean, look, I am ashamed to admit this guys. I'm really ashamed to admit this. I thought I was left in the dark with some dumb things, Butch Jones did back in the day when he first started Tennessee. I'm like, Oh, he must have a reason for doing this. He must have reason. And then I'm like, no, he really is just that dumb. (laughs) So it's, it's, and and so uh, I've covered enough of these. I've done enough covering of institutional of institutions and people in power to believe having believed that they knew something I didn't. And then to realize, no, they were just completely lost to where I don't do that anymore. I don't think there's any depth to most people. So I don't think there's any depth to Greg Sankey. I I think what we see is what we're getting. And I think what we see is Greg Sankey got played on a TV deal by the SEC. He couldn't even get the SEC to agree to a nine-game schedule because Nick Saban strong-armed half the conference to oppose it last year. Yeah, I just, it's hard for me to believe. Now, I haven't been around the Big Ten commissioner, but you know how I just kind of, once I trust people, I trust them. Like, if you tell me something, you probably are more learned in, in video editing. And definitely more learned in video editing, but probably a little bit more of a basketball guy than I am. So when you tell me something, once I've gotten to the point, I trust you, I I trust you. So when Greg Sankey said, we'll see how things work out, kind of, you know, off the record, I've I've had a working relationship with him. I kind of trust him. Now, that could be the old situation of, Fool me once, shame on me, or shoot you, fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me, can't get fooled again. Yeah. (laughs) That's a bush set. Yeah, fool me, fool fool around. Uh, But I just, uh, at the end of the day, I think that uh, the SEC is going to be just fine in in cash money, homie. I I don't think they're going to be hurting. But you, you do bring up a good point. If there is a vast difference, and on paper, it looks vast. Give us, give us. 
if you can, just kind of the foundation of the differences we see the two, um, the 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 two television deals now. How different of of cash money are we talking? So the Big Ten inked a seven billion dollar deal across three different networks for ten years. That starts this year. The same year, the SEC's three billion dollar deal across three different networks uh, goes into effect. Worse yet, that's 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 not even as bad as it is. The SEC's is three billion over ten years. The Big Ten's is seven billion over seven years. So for the next seven years, the Big Ten will be bringing in a billion dollars a year in TV revenue, where the SEC brings in three hundred million. That's three t- more than three times the revenue. Then, in seven years, assuming this all stays as it is, the Big Ten is going to be able to renegotiate a TV deal, while the SEC will get stuck will still be stuck in its three hundred million dollar deal. So the Big Ten is already more than three times worth the SEC in their TV deal. Plus, they're going to renegotiate and get an even better deal before the SEC's ten year deal is up. And it's and, and the the thing that I that's get, that has me going crazy, Dave, is that they're going to be able to buy players away from SEC schools because NIL, they boosters will be able to put a lot more into NIL because they won't have to put it to hiring coaches because the Big Ten is raking in so much money. So the only way to save the SEC is for this mega conference to form. And in reality, let's be honest, if the mega conference forms, that's the Big Ten bailing out the SEC, not the other way around. SEC got played. He gets fired up. He gets fired up. The SEC is going down in flames if you ask Caleb Calhoun. I don't think that's the case. I think this TV deal is going to no, end up. No, I just think they got played on their TV negotiations, and they did. All right. Well, all right. Uh, a lot of people talking about the fire opals of Rick Terry jewelry design that are on the message board. I'd highly suggest you check those out. Valentine's Day right around the corner. And um, yes, Rick Terry jewelry design with those fire opals are affordable and they'll take care of you and also be able to design jewelry for you. That's Rick Terry jewelry.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I had to design the perfect trial lawyer, it would be T. Scott Jones. There's no question about it. Look at him joining us now. That's the guy. By the way, looking pretty fancy as usual. How are you, sir? Hey, I tell you what, great to have the opportunity to join you fellas again. I mean, you know, and especially talk about my favorite thing, UT Athletics. That's right. And we I didn't know when you agreed to be, which we certainly appreciate, the, the title sponsor of the program, that we'd be bugging you all the time. But this NCAA thing just keeps keeps growing um it seems like there's a different development every day big picture does that mean this thing's moving faster because i grew up when it took the ncaa 30 40 years to figure out how to get two teams together to play for a national championship and now it just seems like this thing's moving fast in the courts am i right you know, it's kind of like the train that's out of control. I mean, everything is new. Everything is unique relative to what I consider to be the wild, wild west. So, you know, listening and echoing what Caleb said, I mean, you know, what's next? I mean, 
reality of it is, do these conferences get together? What happens? Is the NCAA emasculated? I mean, there are so many questions and the answers are yet to be found. Uh, T. Scott Jones, I wanted to ask a couple of things about, you know, uh, update on the lawsuit, some things we talked about this week. Um, the first one is, uh, how much does it hurt Tennessee's case that e they're suing the NCAA because it is clearly an antitrust violation. And we all agree it's an antitrust violation to sit, to ban pay for play with the NIL. However, does it hurt Tennessee's case that they have their own state law banning pay-for-play with the NIL, or will that not be a factor in courts at all? Well, I don't think it will be because basically, you know, we have full faith and credit as a result of the 14th Amendment. So that being, you know, said, most of these athletes are all represented by attorneys with contracts effectively effectuated in states that don't have that circumstance. So they have to give full faith and credit to the language of the state in which the contract was effectuated. So that being said, if you have a California agent, you can have a choice of laws with regards to how your contract is going to be applied and or interpreted. So do I think that maybe the legislature is just a tad behind the curve? And I think that we're probably gonna see some action by our legislatures, legislators to change that, yes. But I, I don't necessarily think that that's uh, an impediment that is not uh, surmountable. Counselor, I'm trying to figure out um, what the NCAA's argument could possibly be to, we know that they didn't want it used as recruiting, but if my 17-year-old son gets a job offer, he's not 18, so he's a minor, and he gets a job offer, this is the United States of America. I don't think it matters if he's in college or not. He should be able to fill that, and so should any young man. I don't care if they're 17, 16, 15, 14, as long as their parents are on board. I mean, to me, that's America. Well, I agree. I mean, you know, it's a free market economy, and I mean, folks are going to be able to contract, and the courts are going to allow them for what price that they can bring. And so, you know, if they put their blood, sweat and tears into developing their skills, why should they not be able to exploit it? I mean, the days of basically collegiate athletes being exploited and not being able to profit over their name, image and likeness. I mean, the last time the NCAA took it up to the Supreme Court, as we know, they got the big L. So, I mean, that's where we got the Austin decision and they got NIL as opposed to trying to work cooperatively with these schools. I think we've seen circumstances where the NCAA tries to act as an ugly arc and just says, you know what, I'm the dictator. This is what it's going to be. And this is what you ladies and gentlemen are going to agree to. And that's just simply not the case because when you look at these major conferences, the reality of it is I think they get to a point where they can outgrow the NCAA. I mean, they can just develop their own, if you will, bitey, so to speak, to govern and to deal with intercollegiate athletic competition. So I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope, you know, perhaps wiser minds will prevail at the NCAA and understand that there's probably going to have to be a compromise and everybody is not going to get what they want, but that at some point in time, hopefully sort of through the machinations and the working. I think we had a con uh, connection issue with uh, uh, T. Scott Jones. We were discussing. We'll get him. Oh, there, oh, there he is. Back. Go right ahead. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. I lost you there for a minute. It's okay. 
Go uh, right ahead. Finish you, your thought, you, counselor. Yes. Counselor, uh, you finish your me? thought. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, we, got we, we, we got you. We got you. Can you hear us? I think we're working on connecting him. We'll get it hooked back up. There we go. Can you hear us okay? I can't. I can't hear you guys. We can hear you. So if you want to go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Super. Yep. Sorry. I, I was trying to explain, but for whatever dif- reason, I've got some technical difficulties. I assume you can hear me. I can't hear you gentlemen. And so I, I, I do apologize for that set of circumstances, but, you know, kind of expounding upon what's going on and not trying to be too uh, verbose. I, I do think it's going to have to be an era of cooperation between the uh, NCAA or the NIL, or ultimately at the end of the day, one of them's going to lose and it's not going to be a pleasant loss. No. And, uh, I tell you what, we greatly appreciate you, and we'll definitely have you on again, T. Scott. Thank you, sir, and uh, have a great day. It's good visiting with uh, T. Scott Jones. So when and where do you think this ends up? What do you want as far as a time frame, Caleb? I mean, I'd like tomorrow as a time frame, honestly. But uh, quite the, the only thing I'll say is, uh, from a selfish perspective, Dave, when we do our show, every step that happens on the way to this is another topic for us to cover. Isn't it? And so it's, it's, it's more, it, it'll make it, it more is, fun. but I wouldn't mind doing like previews of uh, offensive linemen and previews of guys and some, some different things. Uh, that would be nice. David By the way, let's fall. Go- he doesn't like the drama. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with it. Uh, let's go ahead. And uh, uh, by the way, Smoky Mountain Red said that uh, he's looking dapper today. That suit he is. He always is. Uh, that's who you need to call. Banks and Jones. Again, Banks and Jones, the show represented by Banks and Jones. So can we pull up the uh, T-shirt? Because we've got some exciting news here. Are you ready for the exciting news? I'm absolutely ready for the exciting news. Give us I'm news. so I'm excited for the fighting, uh, the, uh, the the news that I can't even begin uh, to tell you. Because it is super awesome. Okay. It's up. So, okay. There you go. All right. We have decided that we want to do a little more for you. So bring up the shirt and uh, go ahead and bring up the shirt. And you can okay. share it. All right, then. share. I thought you could do that. There's the state of Tennessee versus NCAA t-shirt 2498. That includes shipping and uh, everything. So you're taken care of. And it's uh, a pretty cool shirt, but we decide to take it a step further. <laughs> uh, we have decided to launch a Patreon club, a community that you can be a part of. So this is something, and I thought to myself, I'm not, and you guys know we've taken a couple of donations because people say, hey, we we love your work. Here's $4.99. And we appreciate that. But to be honest with you, YouTube takes about 60% of it. And I would rather you give your money to um, like Zach Turner for instance, whose wife is battling cancer, the former of all. So um, I I decided to do this, which we're excited about. And I'm going to go ahead and share the screen uh, now as it is, as I pull it up right here, and I will then add it into the chat board. It's Hooker's Corner. We've discussed it extensively, as you know, and um, you can be a part of Hooker's Corner. The price is very affordable, but what do you get? That's the question. First, you get instant access 
to everybody that's associated with the show. When I say instant, someone will get back to you within 24 hours if you have a question. That includes uh, Fred White, Spencer Riley. That includes me. That includes Caleb Calhoun, Caleb Giroux. It could be recruiting, in which we will have expanded recruiting coverage in our Hooker's Corner Patreon group. So we would love for you to sign up for that. But here's the coolest thing that we'll have. That was pretty cool too, though, wasn't it, Caleb? That was pretty dope. Okay, pretty dope. We are going to go ahead and put that in the message board because you'll want to join, and there's a reason why. Because if you join, not only will you get that inside community access, but if you're willing to be a John in Hooker's Corner, there it is, you can win prizes. So we're going to have weekly prizes. That means you can win a T-shirt or a Celebrate 98 uh, National Championship book. Uh, we've got a couple of different T-shirts. We're going to have off-the-hook T-shirts weekly. We're giving away a T-shirt weekly. And then once a month, we're going to draw from those winners, and we are going to give away a special prize brought to you by Sports Treasures. And super, super, super excited about this one, Okay. So this month, once a month, a special prize. So what about this, which you can be entered into? You can win a Hendon Hooker autographed mini helmet. I've looked at it. It's fantastic. So all you have to do, thanks to our friends at Sports Treasures, is join. You're going to get that access to us. Might have some bugs in the beginning, as we've had today for some reason. But when you send a message... We will get back to you immediately within 24 hours. If you have a question, it'll probably, I'm thinking it'll be a great way for me to be able to think up some, uh, some, some columns because you guys create great column ideas. But what we want to do as much as anything really is give you stuff because you're awesome. Um, and you're not John's or Hooker's hose. I was joking with that. But it is uh, $9.98. We always pick 98 um, because we want uh, to celebrate the 98 season. So uh, welcome to Hooker's Corner. If you want to be a part of it, the core community of Off the Hook Sports, your premier destination for news, opinions, and prizes by joining uh, the uh, Hooker's Corner and becoming a John. You can get inside recruiting information on Tennessee football as well as fast responses from host writers Dave Hooker, Caleb Calhoun, Jimmy Hobbs, John Adams, uh, former ball football star Spencer Riley, Fred White, basketball star Ron Slay, and many, many more, plus by becoming a John on Hooker's Corner. And if you all hate that, we can take it out. You can win weekly prizes like T-shirts and a monthly grand prize. So we're going to be giving away a prize each and every week and then a grand prize each and every month. So this February, we hope to get it up a little bit earlier so you have a short time to win the grand prize, which we'll give away on March 1st, a mini football helmet, autographed by VFL quarterback Hendon Hooker. So the bottom line is, if you join the club, then I can promise you you're going to win stuff because we're giving away a lot of stuff, and it's something I wanted to do. And uh, Robert actually likes it. He didn't like John's at first, so we're going to go with John's. So, And guys, this go. is in honor of me and John Adams because my first name is John. So, you know, Dave's last name is Hooker. My first name is John. And so I, I don't know where you guys are getting all the I don't I don't understand what y'all are referencing with all these jokes. I'm, I'm, this is very innocent and wholesome, right, Dave? 
It is. It is. It is very wholesome. Uh, I don't even know what a potential prostitute's client might be called. I've never even heard of that. But it's brought to you by our friends at Sports <laughs> Yes, Treasures. you said that. <laughs> yes. Sports Treasures carrying over 5 million sports treasures and so much more. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. And all you got to do is go to Facebook dot com follow sports treasures tn and maybe you see something out there that you're like hey this would be a great thing to give away on hooker's corner well you can contact us i don't share i mean i, I don't not share my email i'm david off the com. but this is a great way for a central location for we can uh, get your questions answered and we're excited so uh, just 9.98 a month you will win prizes if you're a part of it uh, Tennessee Jr. says, uh, I'm officially a John and someone by John Adams, an honorary membership. We will. Uh, maybe a lunch with John Adams will be one of the prizes to give away. Although uh, we, I did that this week and it wasn't great. It was just it was just OK. Uh, but there we go. So what do you think? Uh, what prizes would you like to see that? I will add that to my link tree. Elias, you're absolutely right. And. The description as well so we'll work through all this together you guys have seen us grow to where we are so we'll work through all of this together and but i promise you you will get your uh you will definitely get your prizes it was funny we had somebody ask us that ordered a book recently and she said i, I never i never got my book and i ordered it and i and my wife's like we'll send you a free one because my wife handles a lot of this and said we'll send you a free one she emails back she goes oh i checked my mail i already got it so we will get your stuff to you. And if not, uh, Mrs. Hooker, I mean, she will be treated like as such. Madam Hooker? <laughs> no, no, like, uh, no, she will not be treated poorly. All right. So uh, we would love for you to be a part of that. We think it would be awesome. Uh, and if there are any prizes you want to uh, to give away, be sure and let us know. No, there are no viruses on, on on Hooker's Corner. So please join. We would love for you to be a part of it. It's going to continue to grow. Could there be a, I don't know, mega prize at the end of the year? We've had some pretty good advertisers on board. Maybe bubbles, maybe something with an engine. Uh, there we go. So again, Go sign up, just $9.98 a month. We greatly appreciate it, and it's uh, time to change gear. So we want to make that announcement. I hope you're excited. Uh, we're, I think it's pretty cool. Not Dave Hooker's Fortnite uh, stream. I'm awful at that. I just hide behind the bushes and try to finish in the top 50. If you ever played Fortnite, it doesn't go well for me. But Hooker's Corner, sign up today, just $9.98. Weekly prizes, a monthly grand prize, and even more at the end of the year. And for those of you that live in Knoxville, we're closing some deals with some uh, restaurants. So we might even include some gift certificates as well. We thank our friends at Sports Treasures for being a part of Hooker's Corner. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, Tennessee could get a number one seed. 
because Joe Lenardi has them as a number one seed right now after the win against Kentucky. LSU. Now, or well, Kentucky, that's when he moved them up. He moved them up after Kentucky. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Was so, it? I thought it was after LSU. Okay. But sorry, you're right. I got it mixed up. Never. Anyway, I read earlier in the week that I thought it was him. Um, there are a lot of these basketball guys now. It used to just be Joe Lenardi, but uh, and Jerry Palm and his five sisters. But uh, so you have Wood um, receiving a first number one seed in school history be an accomplishment. Man, I'm scared to ask this question, Caleb, because when you ask this question, I feel like I should say, yes, it would be a great accomplishment. But here's the issue, Caleb. If I say that, it almost seems to de-emphasize what happens in the tournament. So a number one seed and to get bounced in the second round is still not making the final four. So I don't know if this is a big accomplishment or not, and I'm scared to say it is, to be real honest with you. How about you on the message board? Is it a big accomplishment? Caleb, what do you think? Yeah, and that's why I wanted to pose this question, because a lot of Tennessee basketball is clearing some hurdles that they haven't cleared in the past. You know, winning an SEC regular season title. They did that in 2008 with Bruce Pearl. They finally broke their conference tournament title drought when they won it in 20, was that 2022 with Rick Barnes? They broke their SEC tournament title drought when they won it that year. They have a Final Four drought, but they've also never received a number one seed. So the reason we talk about why they need to make a Final Four run is because they haven't done that yet. So then I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, what if they don't make a Final Four run, but they is a number one seed an accomplishment on its own? It, like the actual label of a number one seed. Or, you know, the way you hang an SEC tournament banner or an SEC regular season title banner or anything like that. Is a number one seed in that category? Or is a number one seed just, no, it, that, it, all that matters is what you do with the number one seed? Gosh, I, I think it might. To me, this is like having the fastest car in a NASCAR race. I mean, the fastest car means that you should probably win. Now, there have been a for the NASCAR fans out there. Can I use this example? Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now, you don't know this because you're not a big NASCAR fan, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. and DEI Racing, either because of their dad or because they cheated on the restrictor plates, which allows how much gas you have in there. Um, they were always the fastest car. So there was no excuse for him or Michael Waltrip, who's won two Daytona 500s, and he's one of the worst race car drivers in the history of man. Um, you, you, you should have won, or you should have been right up there at the end. But the tournament's a little bit different. But I want to say it means you should be in the Final Four, right? I, that's what I want to say. Okay, so uh, with NASCAR, because you do the – um. I know you do the timed racing ahead of time to see who gets to get to the front of the line when the um when the when the race starts, right? That's yes. how that works, right? Yes. Is it an accomplishment if you get to start at the front of the line in NASCAR? Or does it matter if you don't do anything after the end of the race? Do you consider it like if you if you talk about somebody's accomplishment, do you say they were they sat at the top of the pole uh for a race? Does anybody ever put that in at all? You know what's funny is I judge the practice speeds more as the fastest car. So the fastest car sometimes was a big deal, but the practice speeds as well, how you run with other cars. So this would be that, wouldn't it? This isn't the eye test where you just look at a group of teams and say, you're the best one, so you get a one seed. 
this is what you've done while running with other teams, right? Yeah, this is kind of like having a preseason number one <laughs> ranking. Like you celebrate it, but you don't like you don't hang a banner if you had a preseason number one ranking, right? You don't sit there and like hang a banner if you said I was my team was number one for a few weeks of the season. Like, so I'm yeah, it's not an accomplishment. It matters what you do. So I wanted to have that segue into because we wanted to talk about this earlier in the week, Dave. How does this team? I've got three of the great, the three greatest Tennessee basketball teams of all time. 2018, 2019, when Tennessee went 30 and five and spent three weeks at number one under Rick Barnes, lost to Purdue in the Sweet 16. Excuse me, they went 31 and six, excuse me. 2009, 2010, the only team to ever get out of the Sweet 16 to go to the Elite Eight. And then 2007, 2008 with Bruce Pearl, they were number one for a week. They were 31 and five and won the SEC regular season title. Those are the only three teams that are in contention for the greatest Tennessee basketball team of all time. You can't name the Ernie and Bernie show. Ernie and Bernie never had fewer than seven losses in a season, and they never got out of the first round of the NCAA tournament. So... Okay, the, the, the first round was, though, the round of 32, in all fairness. And I think you have to consider them because of what they did in the NBA, one of the better teams, not one of the most successful teams. How about that? I don't want to semantic you to death, but I mean, yeah, those were like great. A- but I mean, like I, I think, like you're ranking some, the '98 team as a better team than the '97 team, even though the '97 team had more talent in football. Well, for instance, I think the team that lost to North Carolina in Austin is the best Tennessee basketball team that I've ever seen personally. I mean, that yeah, they're not on this list. Okay, I mean, but there's an overlap, right? Year before, year after. No, there's nobody. There's nobody from the green years that are on this list. It is. Wow. It is. It is Bruce Pearl. It, because accomplishments matter. Two thirty-one teams. Oh, seven, oh no, no, eight, no, I agree. Teams. If you're if you're doing it completely accomplishments, I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay, so I broke down kind of how they're all, how they're similar and different. And Dave, I kind of want to go through them. And uh, you 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 mind just giving me your takes on how each how they're different for each one yes, and how they compare? Go. Shoot. All right, so let's go to 2000, 2007, 2008. Here's where this year's Vols are better. They have a go-to score in Dalton Connect. That team did it because Chris Lofton was limited because of his illness, and Tyler Smith could only score under the basket. Well, let's face it. Lofton did not have the overall skill set and scoring that Dalton Connect did. As a matter of fact, I've said that nobody but Bernard King did. All right? What else? They're also better because they have good point guard play in Sakai Ziegler. Do you remember how bad the point guard play was on that 07-08 team? It's the one thing that held him back. They had Ramar Smith running the point when he clearly was a, a, was a combo guard. Uh, yes. And I remember not that you mentioned them. I remember Tony Harris was not a natural point point guard and was probably more of a two, but he was too short to be a successful two. So same argument, different team. You didn't bring them up, but go ahead. Yeah. Kind of like when the Sixers tried to run Allen Iverson a point guard because he was so small, but he was never a natural point guard. Um, all right. So here's where the 2023, 24 vols are worse. And you're going to see a theme here, guys. Depth. Bruce Pearl ran nine guys in 2007-2008. Barnes ran seven and a half. Now, I want to get to 2009-2010 real quick. 2009-2010, uh, these Vols are actually better at, sh- at shooting in general. They're a better three-point shooting team, and they are a better free-throw shooting team by about 10 percentage points at free-throw. The other thing they're better in, Dave, and you ready to laugh at this one? This, this, this Tennessee basketball team is much better at gun control than the 2009-2010 Tennessee basketball team. So if Tyler Smith doesn't have the gun, then that's a better basketball team as a whole. Is that what you're telling me? If Tyler Smith doesn't have the gun, they're going to the Final Four and playing for the national title that year. 
you might well be right. There's a certain coach of Jewish descent that would have agreed with you. That's for sure. Yes. That's why, yes. that's why the fight was so, so strong to keep him on the team. And it was closer than you might think. Portions of the program brought to you by Andy Mason, AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Uh, how about, man, 40 years combined experience in Tennessee. Can't beat that. Best prices, best service in the biz. So let me ask you, and the columns on Off the Hook Sports com right now let me ask you rank if you can the top five tennessee basketball teams of all time because you you worked on that and i've been waiting to kind of pick your brain a little bit so honestly i haven't read the column yet i will after we discuss it but um i, I wanted to get your thoughts so how would you rank them i would go i think 2007 2008 is number one because i go by accomplishments and they won the sec regular season title and 31 yeah. and five with that and for those that maybe are new or younger, give me a couple of uh, names. Players? Yeah, 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 give me a couple of players. Uh, Robert says, couple. your cast makes uh, my employees have to work harder during the show because I'm out there building cabinets with them. I'm not out there, but <laughs> oh, Robert, I'm sorry. But if, if you would like some promotion for uh, your cabinet business, I can work with that. Go ahead. All right, so the number one is 2007-2008 because of the Chris Lofton, Juwan Smith, Tyler Smith. And I mean, those guys, they were just so good. If they have a point guard, they're winning the national title. They were number one, first team ever to get number one. They won the SEC regular season title. So I go with that at number one. Number two is 2009-2010, the Elite Eight team. And the only thing they were missing was they weren't great at shooting. And then the, well, they were great at one type of shooting, but not another, but they, uh, they weren't great at that. And also they, but their length was incredible. I mean, Wayne Chisholm and Brian Williams, 6'9 and 6'10. Scotty Hobson and J.P. Prince, 6'7. Bobby Mays, 6'2. That team was just – that team had linked out the wazoo, and they were super deep. They went 11 deep after Tyler Smith was dismissed. Um, number three is 2018-2019, the team, the Grant Williams team. They were 31-6. and six, And the issue with that team is the exact same issue with this team. Barnes only went six deep that year. That's why they were number one with one loss, and then they lost three games in February. They lost one in March in the SEC tournament, and then they lost in the Sweet 16 to Purdue. So number three is 2018-2019. By the way, heads up, I'm not including this team yet because the season's not over. I'm not putting this team in the, my, my top five yet. I got to see how the season plays out. Number four is a team you brought up, that 26-7 and team that went to the Sweet 16 with like where Ron Slay wasn't a starter and Ron Slay could have been the best player in the SEC at that time. Yes. And that team was loaded. So I got that 26 and 17 number four. I will put the final Ernie and Bernie team at number five at 21 and seven. They did win the SEC regular season title that year, even though they flamed out in the tournament. So they went 21 and seven. It was 78. That Ramirez team. Um, now, and for the record, there's some other close ones. Dale Ellis was on a team that went to the sweet 16 and on another one that won the conference tournament. Um, they're right there at like six and seven. And then there's a bunch of teams from the forties, but come on, like you can't have all white basketball teams. as like one of your top five teams. Of all time. Oh, now <laughs> that doesn't really matter. I mean, you don't mean that, do you? I mean, I, how am I a Celtics fan if that's not the case? Well, the Celtics had, they had Cedric Maxwell and Robert Parrish and, um, a uh, few of those guys. So, you know, wasn't like that. It's just their superstar was white. Um, you know, their best player was white, who, by the way, I'm an analytics guy. Larry Bird was significantly better than Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is not a top five player of all time. And I'm just going to say that out loud. Um, oh, okay. All right. He never should have, he went three MVPs that all should have gone to Michael Jordan. 
Well, he was, the, let's put it this way. He was a top five player when I was your age. Nowadays, everybody's got bumped down the list a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, put that. He wasn't the best player again. on his team. Okay. I'm gonna, I, mm. Korean was better. Not at that age. I don't think so. But anyway, I'm old. I don't want to remind you to remember that. So I put the link for the Patreon group. Again, we're going to be giving away, if you just tuned in, a weekly prize of a t-shirt and or book. And we're also going to be giving away a grand prize each month, which this month on March the 1st, we'll be giving away a, a, a nice mini helmet. Looks fantastically sharp. And it's autographed by uh, Hendon Hooker. So we are going to have a special guest picker up next. I hear Caleb typing away. Caleb, you don't have to type away. I know what I'm doing here. Uh, A special guest picker. Think David Letterman is the best way that I could offer it to you. Uh, if, If you go back that far or you watch him on YouTube. I watched the first David Letterman ever. And he had Bill Murray on. And David Letterman could barely speak. And Bill Murray just goes out there and starts dancing. It was, he was hammered. It was a great, a great look. But what else did David Letterman do that I thought was so fantastic? I've got a guest picker coming up against Caleb Calhoun. Prop bets against the Super Bowl. Stay tuned because we have no idea if this is going to work out. Two minutes off the hook sports. Sand and saltwater, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts, ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee ball collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co.? What's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, I got you. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. We remind you to join Hooker's Corner where you can win weekly prizes and it's very affordable. Check it out. I've got the link on the message board or you can go to Hooker's Corner. It's also right down below on our description page and you can win weekly prizes including t-shirts and books or the grand prize which for February we'll be giving out on March the 1st is an autographed Hendon Hooker mini helmet which is super super cool. So we have our special guest picker. 
And Caleb likes to talk about what a great gambler he is. Well, does he have a problem? I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. But I tell you who doesn't have a gambling problem is my own mother. Yes. So there she is. Yes. Can you turn down your volume a little bit, Mom? Are you able to do that? She goes by Dinda to my grandparents. Uh, No, volume, volume. Where's volume? Okay, just volume down a little bit, but you still. My problem is I can't reach it where you got it here. Okay, I think I yo. think it's okay. Okay, yeah. just leave it alone. Yeah, talk, I think Dave. Got it now. Slide, Hello, yeah, we Caleb. Got it now. Hey, say something. Hi, insightful. how are you doing? Say something insightful, Caleb, and I'll take me down for a second and close this door, and we'll be all good. Say say hello to uh, Dinda there, my mother. Hi, Dinda. How are you doing today? I cannot hear Caleb. You, you got to get oh, us all listening to each other today. Caleb, can you turn your volume up? My volume's up. It's um, uh, I think you, I think your volume's a little bit too far down. Now turn your volume up. Hello? Turn your volume up. Sorry. Turn your volume up. All right, we have all the volume down now. Okay. I cannot hear Caleb. Dinda can't up. hear me. Turn, turn your volume up. up a little bit. I thought you were coming to do that. No, I just closed the door. Just turn it up. Okay. I have no idea what to do here because I can't see it. Okay, we just turn Cabs, it up. volume. There we go. Do I not believe this in her. Okay, so I'm our... show me the volume, Dave. Okay, all right. This I'm is not go... my usual computer. All right, I'm gonna. Dinda, can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> One second, Dave's coming in. I think um, we're gonna get this going get a little bit. Computer. Why did you turn it now? I didn't touch it. Live troubleshooting. Getting it. You want me to get Joe? He knows where the volume is. Yeah, get Joe to turn the volume. All right. Y'all really debating it. Yeah, it's, y'all, y'all question if we record things ahead of time sometimes and don't go live. Yeah, so absolutely not. So, yeah, so you hear um, you hear right now the struggles of my mom trying to turn up the volume. So my thinking is that Caleb actually, um, we need to test his picking. And um, absolutely no question that this is a live broadcast. Uh, Travis says it makes him happy. Classic. Okay. So let's see if we can bring her up. Let's Let bring Caleb up. speak. Caleb, can I hear you? Can we hear you now? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. All right. This is perfect. All right. So we're perfect. If you get mom, you want to bring down your uh uh, uh let's just go with no keep here. everything as it is. Everything's fine. Yes. We're all everything scared. is fine. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, let's go ahead and let's make picks for the Super Bowl. Mom, first of all. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? You get Chiefs. to come over to my house. Who Who's playing? The Chiefs are the one that I'm rooting for. Because of Taylor Swift? No, not at all. Uh, Caleb's a big Taylor Swift fan. Does that make him a feminist? I love Taylor Swift. You do? Huge fan. Huge I, I, fan. I think, I think she's absolutely great, too. And I also like her boyfriend. They seem to be very nice, very affectionate. I like that. Very affectionate. Let's not get weird here. Okay. Um, all right. 
mom. So let's uh, let's start the picks. We have five picks. Uh, Super Bowl prop picks are what they they're called. Have you gambled before on a sporting event? No, I've never gambled anywhere except playing Monopoly. Yes, which I'll take. Okay, here we go. All right, Caleb, prop bet number one. All right, so I'm going to go generic first, and then I'll give uh, – I got four prop bets, guys, that you guys also on the message board will all want to go on because they're all Tennessee-related for a second. So – I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm getting my pencil. Okay. All right. Prop bet number one. San Francisco is favored by two – betting that they – I'm spread. I don't think San Francisco wins by more than two and a half. What do you think, Dinda? Okay, so you broke up a little bit. So you've got San Francisco plus two and a half. Uh, I'm going with Caleb. No, so, you can't go with Caleb. Oh, I can't go with Caleb. Yes, she can. No, yes, she can. Yes, she can. Yes, she can. Okay, she can okay. go with me. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you guys both I'm like this enough to know that he's good. So I'm going with both, Caleb. Okay, you both like uh, Kansas City that. minus the two and a half. Yes. Plus two and a half. Okay. Kansas City plus, plus two and a half. Plus two and a half. Okay. So they yeah. win by more than two and a half. All right. What's no, next? No, no. San Francisco does not win by more than two and a half. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Go, Caleb. <laughs> okay. So now let's get to a little bit of Tennessee talk. Uh, the first is uh, San Francisco wide receiver, Jawan Jennings. There are two bets here. And we'll let, we'll let Denda go first on each of these. And I'll see if I agree. All right. Jawan Jennings. Over or under 14 and a half receiving yards in the game, Dinda? Over or under? Juwan 14, 14 and a half receiving yards. There's no need to write it down. Do you I'm like? At it. I'm a teacher, remember? Okay. okay. Dewan Jennings, um, I say more. 14. Did you say 14 and a half? Yes. Yeah. He's... You're going over? Yes. Caleb? Uh, I'm actually going to go over two on this one. I okay, promise we will so be both both agree. That's great. <laughs> All right. Okay. What Hold else? On. We're not to... Hold on. Okay. We... I think we'll disagree here. Jawan Jennings. Does he score a touchdown? It's seven to one odds for him to score a touchdown. Seven to one odds. That means if you bet a hundred dollars, you win seven hundred dollars. I understand. Sorry. Uh, I think he will score at least one touchdown. I think he All will. right, there we go. That's our first disagreement because I say he won't and you say he will. Yeah, I knew you were going to disagree with me because you said, I think we'll disagree with this one. So I thought we would, but yeah, this is good. At least I'll competing here. Yes. I got- and De- Derek says I, b- I better act right uh, because Dave's mom watches the show. She, <laughs> she does. Well, I like I like the fact that Dave's mom goes big or goes home. We're, we got to go to the casino, Dinda, because like this is epic right here. You're taking those seven to one odds. <laughs> well, I all the time on the show. I don't listen to Dave, so that's why I'm I'm well versed. Great. All right. What what else you got, Caleb? So now now it comes down to Jawan right. Jennings, former ball, scoring a touchdown to find out who's right, Dinda or Caleb. All right. So now we're going to uh can't to uh, another former ball that are, that are two lines related to him. This is Trey Smith's blocking. Trey Smith, a beloved former ball who's playing for the Chiefs now. Right. Um he had blood Isaiah clots, P- mom. He had blood clots. He was drafted in the seventh round, and he's become one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, and he's about to go from making about 950000 a year to about probably, what would you say, $15, $16 million a year, Caleb, because he's overcome probably his blood there, clots yeah. at Tennessee, and it's a great story. So I thought you would like that. I do like it, yeah. So, tr- will Trace, so Isaiah Pacheco 
who is the running back for Kansas City. His over-under is set at 67 and a half rushing yards. It's If he goes over, that's reflective of Trey Smith blocking well. Will he go over? Okay, will he go over? So if Trey Smith does a really good job blocking, he will not go over, right? No, he will go over. He will, he go, will over. go over if he does a really good job blocking. Okay, yeah. I'm saying that he will do a good job blocking. All right, we got... So she's going over for Isaiah Pacheco, over 67 and a half. Uh, yes. We, so what do you we think? Um, Dinda, we disagree again. I think uh -oh. he's going to go over. Uh -oh. I mean, I think he's going to go under. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Dave's mom is awesome. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, what, what else do we have, Caleb? One more final pick. So Trey Smith's one-on-one -on -one blocking matchup in this game is going to be with a guy named Jason Hargrave out of San Francisco. Um, a big nose tackle, big, brutal guy. Will he get two and a half tackles? Will Jason, will Trey Smith get two and a half tackles? Is no, will Jason Hargrave, the person Trey Smith Jason is blocking. Get two and a half tackles. Um, over or under? Over go or go under. under? Go under. Trey Smith. Uh, I say under. Oh, betting on Trey Smith again, and I'm yeah, and I'm 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 betting against Trey Smith. I, I think oh, he's gonna go good. Okay, <laughs> so when we're, when we're watching the game, give us the three things that we need to be watching for. Uh, if we want Dinda to win, we want Jawan Jennings scoring a touchdown, and what other two things do we need? Okay, so Dinda and I are two disagree. Our three disagreements are: Dinda says Jawan Jennings will score a touchdown. Right. She says Isaiah Pacheco will have over 67 and a half rushing yards. Right. And that Jason Hargrave will have over two and a half tackles. Right. Okay. So that's where we, that's where we, dis those are the three we disagree. Now where we both agree, we both think Kansas City covers the two and a half point spread. They don't lose by two and a half or more. Right. And we also both agree Juwan Jennings goes over 14 and a half receiving yards. Right. Okay, now the last thing is, uh, mom, we need to need you to talk a little bit of trash. Trash, yeah, okay. trash. I took it yeah. out today, this morning, first thing before you got here. No, we uh, ah! talk a little trash. All right, <laughs> love it. Yes, all right. Uh, she's Dinda, I'm, uh, he's Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker, off the hook sports. Enjoy the Super Bowl. By the way, I got the Chiefs winning by about 14 points, uh, and I hate to say it, but uh, I think they're. Um, I've got Taylor Swift winning about 14 points too. Oh my gosh. Uh, do you want to see more or less, uh, mom of Taylor Swift on the Super Bowl coverage? More. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think she yes. adds a lot. We'll end it with that. She's Denda. He's Caleb. I'm Dave off the. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumbacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.